2: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy.
0: Fall guy. That's Guy. the
2: poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because
0: nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read at PG 13. Hey, everybody, welcome into the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. This is the practice report, it is brought to you by Byers Auto. Ohio State's playing Penn State. They have the logo correct. They actually properly identified their opponent this week, and that's easier said than done for some people heading into Saturday night in the Horseshoe. That's Spencer Holbrook, Tim May, and Zach Carpenter. I'm Austin Ward. Uh, somebody probably needs to tell James Franklin that the Illinois game is over, Zach.
3: Yeah, I was really going to bank on me being the one to say the joke, <laughs> and maybe the funny guy gets kicked off, kicked off the right start here. But I thought it was a ju- I thought it was a mistake by the reporter saying Illinois they said, oh, we're getting ready for Illinois, and then when you see it multiple times, it's like, alright, maybe maybe somebody's to Franklin saying, Yeah, about in, yeah. James Franklin yeah. saying Illinois. He
0: also said it's going to be tough to play in the big house on Saturday. Hmm.
1: He is very confused, and uh, that's going to be a problem enough for Penn State. It's weird that Penn State's press conference sort of trumped a lot of what was happening inside that room over there as Ohio State uh, gets ready for Penn State uh, on Saturday night at 7.30. Scarlet out in the horseshoe, but um, you know, he inadvertently also gave Ohio State some bulletin board material. Whether whether it was an accident or not, those statements will be up uh, in this room over here, the locker room, shortly.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, number two, I mean, is he mistaking Ryan Day for Brett Bielema? I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> where, where does it stop? You know what I mean? That, uh,
3: you can see the similarities. Exactly.
2: There. You can see a lot of the similarities there. But I, but y'all digressed for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The bottom line is, I mean, this is appears to be. Uh, maybe a football team in Penn State that's distracted, definitely a head coach that's distracted, mm-hmm. uh, not on the beam, let's put it that way. And and it's in stark contrast to this football team. You know, people can poo-poo the competition Ohio State's played the last several weeks, but there's no doubt that this team has been on a rise. And uh, it's, it's really funny to see these two coming at each other and maybe this one's kind of going like this, you know?
1: Yeah, I think we all wish James Franklin a lot of luck at USC next season. Uh, his game on Saturday night. Uh, Spencer, you you pointed out that that was a pretty focused Ryan Day. You know, we've seen these these talent-equated Tuesdays, um, and it, we have to be honest and assess this, that the Nittany Lions do have the second most talented roster in the league, certainly capable of coming in on Saturday night and, and posing a real threat to the defending Big Ten champions. But uh, when the answers get a little bit shorter and you see the players come in and are talking about their notes and their tip sheets already on a Tuesday. Uh, you know, Ohio State getting ready for one of those.
0: A lot of times on Tuesday, Ryan Day, when, when he gets a question that makes him chuckle, he'll actually show a little emotion. And today it's, it's straight faced. It's we're, we're getting ready for Penn State. And I think this is as focused as I've seen him all year, even including the Oregon game when, when you thought they were really locked in. I think this is as focused as you could possibly be on a Tuesday. Like you said, it's still early in the week. And these guys are, like you said, talking about film and studying the opponent and, and who they're getting ready to go against and they're locking in on what exactly they're supposed to do. like I wouldn't want to be facing this team on Saturday. They seem as, as focused and ready to go uh, now as they would on Saturday afternoon, and I think that's only going to translate to good result I'm, I'm excited to hear from them again on Wednesday because I think it'll even be turned up more, and they'll be even more focused because this team is, is on a mission.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to finally writing that story about preparation, about this team being on the next level. Uh, and you can see it. I mean, you can hear it. They're oozing it, you know. And uh, and like Ryan Day is, you know, you guys are sitting over there and you watched him at the end of pre pregame warmups last week. Oh my goodness, I've never seen I've never seen a head coach at Ohio State that animated about making sure that team was ready to go, and and it certainly was. Yeah, and I love
3: that. I mean, obviously, I cover the recruiting side, and there's yeah. been a lot of guys who he's very buttoned up in press conferences and in recruiting talks with with players and their families. But every recruit that I talk to see him on game day like he's this fiery explosive guy that just completely different personality comes out but uh, hitting on what what Spencer was just saying yeah when Penn State lost to Illinois it took out a lot of the luster of that top ten matchup mm-hmm. pivotal game in the big Ten East race for uh, for the to go to the Big Ten uh, conference championship it took a little bit a lot of the luster out for fans and us but I think it's very obvious uh and Ryan Day said it in that press conference. Players said it. There's no, there's no overlooking Penn State just because now they're ranked 20th instead of seventh or eighth. They're right. still very locked in because they know. I think Berm said this last week. Every game is an elimination game for them for, uh, from here on out. Yeah, and like
2: Austin, you you know, you've said this on my podcast and other other ways too. This this is as like talent is probably Ohio State's going to run into this year. Maybe Michigan. We'll see down the road. But well, I mean,
1: not when you line up the right. Run, yeah, but
2: you know what I'm saying. I mean. uh, and that, I think that gets the juices flowing as much as anything else. That, uh, you know, and I think it's I think it's remarkable that they've come to this juncture. And every time they're playing a team right now, though, it seems a little wounded. I'm talking about Ohio State, you know, with Indiana missing those two corners last week. And with John Clifford, you know, obviously I, don't, I can think he's questionable this week for Penn State, but he's not going to be 100% mm-hmm. even if he plays. And we all saw their backup situation. Right. Uh, I don't know. Things just seem to be – uh, falling into place for this Ohio State team?
1: I think it's it's directly related to the series history. I mean, Ohio State has been double-digit favorites against Penn State, even yeah. very good Penn State teams, yeah. and got in dogfights, and, and I think, you know, one of the first lasting memories of Ryan Day's competitiveness spilling out was the celebration after the huge comeback for JT Barrett uh, and, and that, you know, thrilling game in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Like they, Ohio State is well aware of what's happened over the last decade where competitively, not in terms of historic tradition rival, you know, any of that stuff, the competitive aspect is much closer between Ohio State and Penn State than it is with Michigan. Yeah, That's just been the reality of the series. So to think that this this building would coast through a Penn State week of preparation, you know, that was probably never gonna happen. Um, the number one ranked offense in the country doesn't have any problems. Uh, but there is a little bit of an interesting dynamic playing out at running back now. Uh, you know, Travion Henderson has had some shortened work days in a few of these games. Uh, Mayan Williams was out for a long stretch. He was back last week, and, but then when he came in, Master Teague was out, and now Marcus Crowley is out for the season. So Evan Pryor is starting to get some carries, but now he's going to be more into this picture. Just, it's been a, a weird stretch for Ohio State at running back because they have maybe a higher ceiling uh, top five, top ten ceiling of anybody in the country at running back. But on a week-to-week basis, you just don't know who it's going to be, Spencer. Yeah.
0: All right. I'm going to get back on. Back together. <laughs> no, he's
3: never going to live that down. It's,
0: more, it's like a revolving door of backup running backs. Yeah. It, almost because, you know, at the top, you've got one of, one of the two best running backs in the country. <laughs> One of the two Look best. at here,
3: Travion Henderson's stock just continues rising on this show. That's one the weekly check.
1: Beach Spencer's it. running back power he was best. ratings. went from well, top 10, ten to top five, <laughs>
3: and now it's top two. All right. But
0: he's been the steady in this room, and then every week it's either Master T or it's Marcus Crowley one week or it's, you know, Mayan Williams here a couple different weeks throughout the season. You know, Evan Pryor, I believe, is going to start to get a little bit more run. He looks really impressive to me, even against, you know, whatever that was Indiana was putting on the field and called a defense. Mm-hmm. Uh Evan Pryor looks like he's starting to come along and make some plays, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him get a couple carries. But it's it's just like a never-ending cycle of backups. But you know, it, it's a it's a weird thing because a lot of people are seeing like a little bit of depth issues develop. But as long as there are three guys on this roster, it's three of the you know three of the best running backs in the Big Ten. On on the single roster, so it's mm-hmm. not like there's like a shortage of talent. It's just are all are all five going to be healthy at any point this year? Yeah. Absolutely not. But at the same time, it's still the most talented running back room in the league. And what, yeah.
3: what I love is that they're all four different skill set. Travion is obviously the all around complete back. Master Teague probably strength is the goal line, bigger mm-hmm. uh, bigger back. Mayan Williams that bowling ball, <laughs> the balance and all that. And then Evan Prior's that home run home run threat. If they wind up getting him in there, so they all kind of bring something different to the table. To a well-rounded room. Yeah,
2: yeah. But, well, you know, I, I, I've been around this thing for a long time, and I look at this, the, the running back room, almost like though I look at the, the wide receiver room. They've got guys that are capable of doing things, you know, I think Ford, they think Evan Pryor is really coming on. I think his confidence is really showing he's getting, he, you know, he's the more he plays, he's getting a little bit of a feel for things. And, you know, Mayan Williams, you know, he carried the load on that first touchdown drive the other yeah. night after uh, Travion went out. And I just think that is such a luxury for this team. When you talk about the depth of this team on the offensive line and in the tight end room and the wide receiver room, you also look at the running back room. Cause, but then you throw one of the top two running backs in the country out there, uh, Travion Henderson, and he just takes it to another level. And, you know, I, I just, I think it's I think Ryan Day and him are playing it the right way. I mean, why wear Travion Henderson out, you know? Oh, yeah.
0: Even giving if you're him
2: 25 to, carries anyway.
0: Even if you're up two touchdowns, like why give him that carry on third and one when Mayan Williams can get the yards on third and well, one? Well, I'll tell you why. why. Because,
2: because, because, number one, he deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he deserves to get to showcase himself. But but you're right. I mean, uh, When it comes down to
0: Michigan State,
2: Michigan, Georgia, Alabama, Oklahoma, whoever you're going to see later on down the road,
0: on that third down, that's when you give him the ball. Right now, you know, there's no reason getting him all battered and beaten because he's such a priceless commodity at running back. He's you know, generational already as a freshman. And so the workload hasn't been there. But at the same time, why would it be there? They, they've been just destroying right. teams. And if you get a guy hurt when you're already up 21 points, you're going to scratch your head and say, why was he in the game?
1: I think you're both right, but he's also only played seven games. Absolutely. and. You know, he didn't play at all last year, so we know what he's capable of. But I think it's remarkable the improvement we saw from some of the, you know, glimpses in training camp. Like, I I keep talking about him, just because he didn't look like someone who, at this point, we'd be talking about as someone in the Heisman Trophy race who doesn't even have 100 touches yet and somehow has 14 touchdowns. I mean, it's crazy to just put all this together. So that that part, I think, is
2: Ohio State wants to balance
1: keeping him healthy with the fact that, He's still learning at a rapid rate. There's a lot that he hasn't done yet.
2: Yeah, and back then though, we weren't, you know, we had no idea how much they were gonna use him early, you know, was he gonna to have to pay his dues, so to right. speak? You know, was Master T gonna finally step up and take it, you know, by the, but, but what we did see that back then, and I, I mentioned it as many times as I could, we saw that wiggle, man. Right. He is, and as Jeremy Rucker pointed out in the press conference today, this guy's different. He's special. And uh, he wasn't putting anybody else down. But uh, those guys get to see it every day. And I think this was inevitable, uh, what we're seeing now. But, you know, at like Spence why wear him out, you know?
3: <laughs> and The the point you just hit on is Travion hadn't played, didn't play senior year, hadn't played full contact football in like a year and a half or yep. whatever it was. And that's why when he came to the spring, he was saying, I can't wait to get hit. Just kind of <laughs> yeah. wake me up and get back used to it. And I thought that he was going to, Wind up taking over the starting job around this time around week six or seven once he got momentum and once he got more familiar with the playbook and everything that comes with playing the position at this high of a level i did not see heisman trophy favorite (laughs) at this stage of his career i thought maybe potentially next year but i think that show that kind of shows just how special he is he doesn't even have 100 touches yet he's gonna (laughs) he's four touchdowns away from setting from breaking uh, Maurice Claret's freshman touchdown record. He's five There's away from breaking it, four away five from the way way breaking yeah. four. <laughs> no, you're exactly right. He, he, he's at 95 touches. He but, might uh, break uh, it in the next five touches. But, Who but, knows?
2: Dude, Math is very important to the yeah. show. Yeah, Clearly. <laughs> I don't want to get too deep into that, but, I mean, C.J. Stroud is the Heisman Trophy candidate from this football team right now. Unless they just turn to Travion Henderson the last five games and say, go get it. I mean, you know, I, I think that's – I'm not sure that's – I mean, Travion's in like mature. the top
3: 15 Yeah, uh, top, top 15, odds. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. you still you still count him as, but I mean, still six games left. I,
2: I, I, every time I look at Chris Olave make a big play or Garrett Wilson make a big play or or Travion uh, catching that screen pass, I go, well, you know, all those stats pile on to C.J. Stroud's yeah. uh, resume and stuff. And, uh, no, I see Travion next year being out of the gate, maybe the guy. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, we'll see what happens with C.J. Stroud here. He may be the uh, – he may be the defending Heisman winner, the way this is going, because I'm telling you, it's setting up for him to have that kind of showcase for himself if the stats keep coming. But
3: that's that's a great mini Heisman straw poll right there. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, we talked, we talked last week. It's somebody better left than, it. better somebody than left. any
1: of the straw polls that I saw in yeah. the last two days. <laughs> exactly. My goodness. That's, that's crazy.
2: But that's, the
0: I guess, the beauty of what this offense is doing right now is if Brian Day walked through that door and told the entire team, hey, Trey's going to be our Heisman candidate the rest of the season. They could do it, and Trey Henderson would probably win the Heisman Trophy. If he says, you know, hey, we want – That would be Trophy.
1: really weird if he did that, Spencer. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying, <laughs>
0: what I'm saying is he, they could pick a guy. Yeah, like, I know. And ride him and have him win the, nat- win the Heisman Trophy and probably still make the college football playoff. This offense is that kind of good. That's what we and, talked
2: about. If they want to line up and run the ball at Penn State like Illinois did with great success – right. This offense is capable of doing that, but we know Ryan Day wants the whole kitten and caboodle, and, and that's
0: why maybe there's not a Heisman Trophy winner in in you know in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center from Ryan Day's tenure so far because Justin Fields could have won it if he wanted to, but they rode the running game of J.K. Dobbins in 2019. You know, this year you're going to have that balance of one of the two best running backs in the country, one of the two best running backs in the country, and C.J. Stroud who is just putting the ball in immaculate places right now, yep. and so. You've got that, that great balance, and it, it's, it's impossible.
3: And that, that's been one of the arguments against Ohio State's offense is because it's so balanced and so dangerous at every position. That how do you have just how do you put a Heisman Trophy candidacy on one particular player? Because
1: the quarterback has to make it all happen, and yeah. CJ Stroud has done that. We'll see if he can do it again on Saturday night, prime time showcase. Penn State is the opponent for Ohio State. Just make, make sure that you know that. Some people don't seem to be aware, but that's okay. We've got it covered for you all week at Letterman Row. Uh, We were encouraged to remind you by Jerry Emig, wear your Scarlet to the horseshoe on Saturday night. It is a Scarlet out. uh, So make sure that you get it. Some few tickets left, 102,000 already snapped up. But if you're just going by yourself, you may be able to still get one. Those are the updates that we had to make sure to get you on the practice report, brought to you by Buyers Auto. That's Spencer Holbrook, Tim May, and Zach Carpenter. I am Austin Ward stay with us for full coverage all week of Ohio State and Penn State.